Welcome to you on this Sunday, March 15th, here at Fishkill Baptist Church. I am the interim pastor, uh, Gary Bonebreak. We're able to do this this morning, meet in this unusual way because of Pastor, our associate pastor, Mike, and his experience and expertise. We're going to begin this morning as we would have had we begun had we been together, and that is with our call to worship. The call to worship this morning taken from our bulletin. It's a passage from the Old Testament. Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. You will be faithful to Jacob and show love to Abraham as you pledged on oath to our ancestors in days long ago. We thank God for his word. We thank God for his mercy. This morning we're going to begin praying together. Let's bow wherever we are in our homes and just unite our hearts in prayer. Our Father, we worship you and honor you. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise and thanks. You are merciful and forgiving and for that We give you our praise. The whole earth is full of your glory and grace. This is a time, this is a time of upending for us, Lord, a time of change and uncertainty that unnerves us. Leaders are trying to do do the right thing and unsure of what that actually might be. So, Lord, we turn to you and we turn to, to cast our cares on you. You are our Heavenly Father. Lord, we rest our faith in you, our unchanging God. And in you, Lord Jesus, our Savior, you are our rock, our anchor. Lord, open our eyes to your word and your promises today, we pray that you would fit a word of blessing and encouragement to each of us today. And Lord, make us a blessing to others, we pray as well. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read scripture this morning from the Psalms. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. City of God is a phrase that Augustine used to to write a book. 
There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The NIV translates that expression, the Lord of hosts, Adonai Tzivaot in Hebrew, uh, as the Lord Almighty. He is indeed the Almighty One in whom we place our trust. We thank God for his word to us. This morning I want to make a couple of announcements. We're trying to make this a little bit like our normal meeting together. Let me make a couple of announcements before we uh, turn to the word together. Um, the elders met yesterday and decided in view of the spread of the coronavirus and the governmental efforts to resist that spread, to retard that spread, uh, we decided to cancel all meetings uh, of the church and groups in the church uh, at Fishkill Baptist Church for the next two weeks. The office will be open, regular hours. Meeting in an ongoing, in ongoing fashion, seeking to determine the best course for the days ahead, dealing with the uh, the data available to us as it is made known, and we will seek to keep in communication with all of you. One more announcement. I should also announce that though the member meeting, the members meeting is uh, that was scheduled for March 24th is postponed. We have received several nominations for the pastoral search team, and that is certainly an answer to prayer. We'll be working on that in the days ahead as the Lord enables us. All right, we're going to turn together to the Word of God and uh, study God's Word. There's not a particular passage for you to turn to this morning. We're going to be looking at various passages. This is certainly a first for us, live streaming a message from here at church to you in your home. Three months ago, none of us knew the word coronavirus. But by now, we've heard the words coronavirus and COVID-19 so many times, people seem to be speaking of nothing else. And our hands have never been cleaner as we wash and wash and wash them again. This virus teaches us many things, certainly, that we are not in charge. <coughs> President Trump has declared a national emergency Governor Cuomo, a state of emergency. The Dutchess County Executive has asked that there be no meetings where more than 20 persons are expected. 
So we are cooperating with governmental authorities across the world. Meetings have been canceled, travel plans upended, schools have been closed, <coughs> the stock market has dropped precipitously, small businesses, restaurant owners, other small business are, businesses are nervous. Some people are isolated, self-quarantined in case they may be contagious. All of this is new for all of us. <coughs> so what does our God have to say to us? People are certainly reacting. What's the fuss? At the other extreme, others are panicked, stocking up on soup and soap and essentials. Some store shelves are bare because of panic purchases. And the question that's important to us is, what does our God have to say to us? It's good for us to take a deep breath and think together and remind ourselves of his word and his promises. Our God would remind us of what we believe, of certain essential truths. The first obvious thing to say is that we are not in charge. We are not in control. Nothing makes this clearer than a virus we cannot see, an unseen invader that makes us sick. Now, we know about germs and viruses, but this is a new variation and medical researchers are still learning about it, how it works, and how best to combat it. The statistics are still being calculated. This virus is still being studied. All this only encourages us to look to the one who is in charge. This is a good time to turn to the Lord in prayer. Call to me and I will answer you in show you great and unsearchable things you do not understand. God promises. And so we want to pray for medical researchers, for doctors and nurses giving care. We want to pray for government officials as they make decisions affecting us all. And we want to pray for those who are ill, for those who are quarantined, for God's grace and God's healing. Certainly we have learned that God is in charge and that we are not. And that's the second truth we want to emphasize from God's word is that God is on the throne. Our God reigns. He rules over nature, over nations and over viruses. He alone is king. Not fate, not chance, not karma. No, we believe in the Lord, king over all. The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice, the Bible says. The Lord reigns. Let the nations tremble. Let the earth shake. Our God is king. Nothing is clearer in the Bible than that God is in charge of all that happens. When it rains and when the sun shines, it is God's gift. When the corn and the wheat and the soybeans grow, it is all God's goodness. 
And when there is a drought or a storm, it is God who brought it. He rules over all. Thanks, Mike. Even when a virus creates new uncertainties, it is not a surprise to God. Not an uncertainty for him. Our God is in charge. He is God rules over all. We can, this is why we can say, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. Because God is sovereign, we can quote that text. God is making us more like his Son, And that is the highest good of all. We can ask at this time, how is God making me more like Jesus through this trial? We are reminded that James teaches us to rejoice when we face trials of many kinds because the testing of our faith produces perseverance and maturity. So in this time of fear over the coronavirus, our God is in control and he is watching over us. Indeed, nothing is clearer in the Bible than that our Heavenly Father cares for us. God is sovereign and God is good. He is a merciful Heavenly Father. When we are tempted to think that God has forgotten us, we are reminded that when Israel thought that God was neglecting or had forgotten them, God said to them through the prophet Isaiah, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Passage: Our God compares himself to a nursing mother, the tenderest of all. He is like ones whose, whose hands are bloodied by engraving, and our names are there. In his hands. Our God is not, has not forgotten us. He is not neglecting his watch care. We read in the Old Testament, He who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Another psalm reminds us that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And he delivers them. So, remember that when you place your head on the pillow each night. We don't see the angel posted there, but on the watch he is, the angel of the Lord, watching over his own. We might ask this morning, so what should we do? First, do not give in to fear. It is easy to be afraid. I just touched that doorknob or my computer keys, or my TV remote. Is the virus there? 
We imagine it everywhere. But God says to us, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The word of God to us from the prophet Isaiah. These are God's words that we, do not, that we need to hear. Do not give in to fear. Second, trust God and pray. We need to turn our worries into prayers. The Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. These precious words in the epistle of Philippians, which we have recently been studying together. And so we want to pray for those who are sick, for those who are alone, and pray for government authorities. Let's pray also for our neighbors and reach out to them. They may need us, and it's important to be there for each other. And let's pray for one another and reach out to one another, whether through email or text or a phone call. Uh, we need to be there for one another. Remember that we have hope because of Jesus our Savior. Jesus is God in flesh. God become man. When we look at Jesus and see his compassion for the sick, his power to silence the storm, God become man for us, we have new confidence. Are you isolated, quarantined, as his disciples fell asleep. He was alone on the Roman cross, cut off from everyone. He was alone, enduring the penalty of sin for us, bloodied not only in hands but feet and also head. We need hope. Jesus, risen, victor over death, fills us with hope. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. So one more thing, that is to reach out to others and help. Perhaps our calm, when others are fearful or nervous, can give them courage and faith. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, Paul writes, making the most of your opportunities. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you should answer everyone. That's from Colossians 4. Our faith is in Jesus, the good shepherd. He is the shepherd and overseer of our souls. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he does not change, even though we may face a new virus. Though we may be quarantined, though we may need to stay at home for a while, he does not change. He is our rock, our anchor, and our Savior. And our Savior is coming again for us. And let me emphasize that he invites us all. The Lord Jesus says to us, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The Bible says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord 
will be saved as we turn to him in faith. Well, we're going to pray together and conclude this time together. We can't unite our hands. We can't hold hands, but we can uh, unite our hearts in prayer. And uh, I'd like to lead us in prayer um, as we conclude this, this time together. Father in heaven, we bow and worship the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Lord, we bow before you. You are wise. You are our Father. You are inscrutable in your plans and ways. Lord, we trust in you in this time of confusion, this time of closings, this time of uncertainty. We pray this morning, Lord, for our country. Turn people's hearts to you. In this time when we, when we all see that we are not in Lord, we pray that this would be a time when many would be led to seek you and that they will find you through the witness of believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, guide our leaders, we pray. We pray for those in authority. Cause them to turn to you, to humble themselves before you, to remember the ancient paths and to seek you and your will at this time. Give them wisdom in their decisions, we pray. We pray that you would magnify and maximize the influence of believers serving in government. May they shine, Lord, as exemplary, as witnesses for Christ. Lord, we commit the sick to you. Help the doctors, the researchers, the nurses, and all the medical personnel as they serve us and do battle against this virus and the dangers it presents. Grant your healing, Lord, your healing hand for those who are ill. You are the great physician. We look to you for healing, for help. Lord, many are filled with fear, afraid for loved ones, afraid of changed plans of school closings. They're afraid of financial loss and turmoil in this time of fear, Lord, we turn to you. Help us to turn to you. Reveal and root out our idols, Lord, of money and possessions and imagined control. We confess, Lord, that we are not God, that we are not in control. You are the Lord, and you are always do what is right. You bring trials only for our good to bring us back to yourself. And that is what we pray, Lord, more than anything for our country and for people all around the world. Bring us to yourself, the only true God, back to worship, back to serve you and to know you and to love you. 
we trust in you in this day, Lord, and you alone. And we trust in the Lord. Now we want to conclude this time together. I just will pronounce the benediction and we'll conclude this time. And our God is with you and he's with us all. Let's, let's bow in a concluding word of benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Through Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless. Goodbye.